Hi, I'm Cody Alexander. Welcome to another Art of X show. Today we're talking about pressuring a flex bone offense. Remember before this we talked about basic structures and alignments and then went over the motions. Today we're talking about how are we going to pressure a flex bone offense. The one thing that you can't do to the flex bone that you can do to a traditional offense, even if it's like a power eye offense where they're running power counter ISO off of it, is that you can't necessarily just pressure it to death the moment that you start pressuring it and your guys start getting up field they have what they want they can either hand it up to the fullback and they'll get five yards of carry and they don't care they'll they'll keep hammering away on that five yards of carry as long as you'll as you'll give it to them the other thing that you can do is with coverage rotations or just off of pressures if you do the wrong pressure or you hit it wrong or they're or your guys aren't sound within that pressure they can then get get the ball out to the edge and now it's off to the races so there's really three ways if you're going to pressure the way that that we did when i when i was at midlothian and we were we were pressuring our own offense and then the two flex bone teams that we saw was one we did it with coverages we did it with reductions which is just simple line movements one way or the other and then we did it off of an actual blitz, what I call pops. So I'm going to go through the three different ways of attacking a flex bone defense and then discuss how that looks. Now, with the coverage piece, we want to talk about changing who is responsible for the quarterback, who is responsible for the pitch. So when we ran our 3-4, the one thing that we wanted to do is we wanted those outside linebackers to work heavy through the slots and close that C gap. Our defensive ends were going to end up in the B gap, and then we were going to play our linebackers with the nose in tandem working that A gap, so that way we have all the gaps taken care of, we have everything lined up, and then our safeties were going to rally to the pitch. Now, the one way that we could change this up, and this is one thing that if you're playing, let's say, a a 4-3, this is an easy way to get into that 4-3 and let those safeties kind of fit inside. Uh, What we did in the 3-4 is we had kind of a spill mentality. We've got a five-man surface. Let's go ahead and spill everything out and let those safeties rally to the ball. We felt like that that was a little bit easier for our kids. We had quicker kids at safety. We felt like we could rally to it a lot quicker. Uh, One thing that we could do, though, is give those outside linebackers a tag to change that. And we call that punch because we're going to punch the slot. So the safeties are going to drop down into the C-gaps. Now, everything – that we've talked about prior to this. So the coverage piece and then the motions piece is still on what the punch does really is it's just changing who is responsible for the pitch. So we're changing what it is. Now, a lot of guys will run a trap two coverage. We, we didn't like the trap two coverage. I don't like trap two when there's a lot of space. I think trap two is fine. If you can already run cloud, like within your cloud rules or your cut, your two read rules. If, if the receivers are close, like let's say that they reduce, so, you know, regular flex formation that we call it split. If they reduce those receivers to where you can run a cover two or you would run a cover two like let's say that they bring that receiver in because they're trying to crack that safety so they bring them in go ahead and run a trap two coverage you could give a trap call things like that we did that as well just to kind of change it up the only issue that you have is once you start trapping that guy is that they it opens up a little bit of the passing game for them uh, off of that so if you're running against a team that you're like coach they don't ever pass the ball Trap two is a great way to do to change the math as well. And now the corner is on the pitch. So we had punch and we had trap as a way to change that. Um, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, this is the the visual that I'm giving you is punch. And it essentially all it is is 
the Sam and the Jack are, are pitched. Safeties are going to now run through the alley. Does not change the inside linebackers. Does not change anything with the, our five core guys on in the box. All it does is kind of change the way that way that we're doing this with the linebackers. Now, the one thing that I do want to talk about is what do you do with the different formations in this punch? Well, anytime that you are not super rotated. Okay. So if they go over and we're super rotated, we're not going to run punch. If they go anything to where we, we have multiple receivers out. And so the, the example that I have here is a trip slot formation. So we have an open call. We're going to Omaha. We're not going to run punch to it. Now, if we're going to do a double punch, we called it a shake weight because we're double punching and it looks like you're, you're doing a shake weight and uh, kids thought it was funny and it was a way for them to learn uh, the way for them to, to remember it. So we would call shake weight. So we would be yelling shake weight, shake weight, shake weight if we wanted to double punch it. Now, the reason why we have, had a double punch was if we we would call it shake weight so if we called shake weight that told both the the outside linebackers and the safeties were double punching it the reason why i say that is because when we get into reductions we're going to punch one side and we're not going to punch the other side we're going to keep it clean so we want need to be able to 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 echo that across everything so anytime that you're going to super rotate or they get in a three by one or we get two safeties we get two receivers removed it's going to be an omaha now if we get a slot like let's say it's a slot twin so we get a slot with a twin on the other side we can run cloud to the to the two receiver side or quarters or rail it whatever we want to do to the two receiver side but to that slot we can still run punch because we have a traditional slot or a three-man surface on that so that was kind of one of the checks that we would have and again and i and i showed this with the motions if you go cloud and you run trap that's another good way of kind of that passive pressure to get them to change the math and to change who's getting there. So a lot of times what would happen is when we would give a trap call is that those slots are so used to the, the safety coming down, safety coming down, that their eyes go straight to the safety. And then our corner was able to backdoor them and be able to quickly get there. I love trap to the boundary, especially if you're the way that you're setting up your defense. Let's say that the, the offense feels like they they are attacking the boundary a lot, running trap to the boundary off of a split set or anything like that is a great way to then counter them any kind of option into the boundary or any kind of toss to the boundary um we even had a trap call one time versus jet motion so anytime we would get that jet motion from one of the slots uh into the boundary or into the field and they had a reduction that we could we could trap that as well uh we're already rotating that way anyway it's just a quicker and a leverage and, an, and that outside in mentality and that allows that safety to kind of expand uh, especially again you know i'm always i'm a db guy um, I grew up in a spread universe. I, I worked at Baylor under our brows. The spread is kind of what where my where my house is. So going to the flex bone, I still kind of always carry that top down mentality, that pass first mentality. Now, you know, you kind of have to shake the cobwebs out a little bit when you do that, uh, especially against some of these teams that look, they're not going to throw the ball or their quarterback is just a glorified running back. And, and we've, we've seen that before. And when that's the case, you can get a little bit more aggressive with your secondary understanding that, Hey, our corners can man these guys up. Let's get aggressive with some rotations. Uh, the, the only thing that I say is that the moment that you start doing wholesale movements in the secondary is that you're opening your, yourself up to getting countered on the other side. So the more that you chase their guys, 
the more that you're opening yourself up for counter. I'm I'm a really big believer when you play a flex bone to give a static look every single time and then change the math post snap because there it, it's a numbers it's a numbers offense it's an if then offense if they line up in this these are the plays that we have if they line up in this this is the plays we have i I remember sitting in meetings and listening to our offensive guys like okay are we going to get a six one are we going to get a five three are we going to get the odd stack are we going to get a stat you know the kind of the tower defense what are we going to get are they trapping on the outside what kind of are they quarters are they cover three base what what's what are we getting and it's and once they kind of have an idea of what they're getting then they have a catalog of plays that they're going to run so i feel like if you give them a static alignment you got that offensive coordinator in the box looking up there and they're saying okay well everything looks the exact same we don't really have numbers here i don't like that we don't have numbers here i don't like that uh really the only thing in this alignment that you're really out of this three four alignment that you're opening yourself up to is a trap if you go four down and you want to run a double g now now kind of that they have the long trap on your five techniques so it really just depends on what you want um but all of these can be used within a four down system or three down system so if you're going to pressure with coverage you can have a, a trap call which we've already kind of covered that in the motions because that's part of our cloud so if we get any kind of motion we're trapping that corner corners taking it uh but so i, I don't have an illustration up if you're if you're watching on youtube uh, you can find that in part two uh but punch was a way that we could do that it's just changing that give them a tag to where the outside linebackers now are going to are going to hold the outside of that slot so instead of attacking through the face of the slot they're stepping to the outside shoulder of that slot and then fitting off of it according accordingly if we get any kind of arc they're hitting thick through that they've got to play on the line of scrimmage and they really got to stagnate that so that that safety can rally to it you have to make a clear picture for the safety the the issues that we would get is if if you get zoned by the slot as an outside linebacker we're screwed because the safety's fitting down hard into that c gap on any kind of run action and he's expecting you to be there so it's one thing to be able to tell your safeties you gotta be a little bit passive on this once you identify run then you slam the door shut on it so trap punch uh, are, are two ways that you can change the math and change the leverage of your defense for that now one of my favorite things to do uh, especially on early downs when they just like hey let's just hand it to the fullback let's get three yards and let's just figure out where what where we're going next especially if they're backed up or it's possession in 10 it's something early when you know hey look we're probably just going to get some handoff to the fullback it's going to be a dive or we're going to get some sort of a trap play where they're just they're just trying to get three four yards and then kind of stay ahead of the change just kind of move away so what we we called is we had what called coke and pepsi coke means that we're going to run a run a mama call because coke coke coke's like mom right that's mama that's true that that's what that's what we're doing right it's it's our home base it's the strength that's what we're going for pepsi was going to be wham so weak all right so now we're running with the will so we had a mama and a wham now if you just have regular dogs you can call them mama or wham but we kind of we we wanted to make sure that we were given uh, with our offense always understanding who the mic is and who the will is we want to change it up so you can call it whatever you want you can call it pbj uh, and, and ham sandwich. I, I don't care as long as your kids understand it and they know who is activated and who is not. So we have a, a mama blitz and a wham blitz. All this is talking to is the nose and the mic. 
The defensive end to the call side just has to understand that I can't just get washed all the way in, and it's going to be quick. I think if you watch any of the uh, the academies, one of their best ways of blitzing each other is through these pops, right? I'm just sending a backer through the A-gap as fast as I possibly can. And you can – you I like a zero. Uh, I'm not a big fan of shading one side and having them cross the face because it's so quick that this offense gets off the ball with their offensive line, especially against good flex bone teams. You don't necessarily want to sit there and, and try and say, okay, we're going to get cute with this. We're going to cross face. Hopefully that center will take. Uh, what you don't want is get two guys in the same gap, and now you're screwed because they hit you, they hit you backside. So the Mike, all he's going to do is – Instead of four yards, kind of maybe creep up to about three. And then the moment that that ball is snapped, he is hammering the A-gap as fast as he can. The Will linebacker is hammering the A-gap as fast as he can if we get that wham tag. So this is a great way of doing this and getting that blitz mentality into the middle. You're not changing anything with the outside. You're not changing anything with with, with your, your coverage structure. You're not changing anything with your option structure. You could run punch with this you can run trap two with this so whatever you decide to do on the back end and on the outside you can still do but this is putting immediate pressure on the inside in the a gap i'm a big believer again when you play in the flex bone less is more work the motions work the formations don't give up the gift if you are super aggressive right hey we're gonna send uh, a double blitz. Both of my linebackers are going to go right now. Now I don't have an alley player if they run option and they pick it up. You know, so I want I want to be able to. I'm going to hit the a gap. Now all I have to do as the other linebacker is just work off flow. Okay, I'm already I'm already a to alley anyway. So I've got the a gap going. All I need to do is either flow over top, knowing that every gap is taken. I just got to I got to work myself all the way over, which if you're playing a regular offense and they run counter or they run power, you got to, you got to overlap all the way over there in a three, four anyway. So this is nothing new. Or if I get flow to me, I just need to keep, I just need to keep going. Right. I've got, I've got that B gap closed. I got the A gap closed. I don't have any responsibility. I am basically gapped out and now I'm a flow defender. Okay. I'm going off of flow. So this is what it makes it easy for the other linebacker. And then you're just punching that offense right in the mouth right through the A-gaps. I think that's a, that's an easy way of doing that. Um, we kind of experimented a little bit in the spring with doing some things where the defensive ends would cop and they'd take the C-gap and then you insert into uh, the B-gaps with, with the outside linebackers and kind of doing some X calls and things like that. The issue that you get that with there is those, those outside linebackers are now asked to get all the way outside and take the quarterback. It ends up being it ends up being a mess. Uh, sometimes they could get uh, you know we've got that DN trying to work up from a four to a cop. You got you get walled off. Next thing you know, the, the outside linebacker doesn't make the play on the inside. They're tossing it out really quick, and now now we don't our our help from inside out is coming from the box. So I have found it the easiest way to attack the flex bone and you want to blitz uh, is these pops. These are great on short yardage situations. These are great on early downs when you know that they're just trying to get to the fullback, trying to get a couple yards, trying to stay ahead of the change. You got to remember in this offense, 
it's always a four down offense. If they get fourth and one, they fully expect to make the play. I, I remember Doug Wendell had coaching Midlothian. He used to say all the time, if we can't get fourth and one, we can't get third and one, we don't deserve to win anyway. That's the MO of this offense. This offense is tough. It gets yards. It goes forward. We're not, we don't have negative plays. So if you can get them in negative situations, we can get them in a, a second and two, second and 13. I can get them in these long yard situations. Now this offense is behind the eight ball. It doesn't work. This is not a third and 13 offense. This is not a second and long offense. This is a three yards in a cloud of dust. And then we redo it all over again once we get a first down. So simple is best when you talk about this. Let's talk about line movement or reductions. Now, once you kind of have a bead on, hey, they like to do uh, this to the field. They like to do this to the boundary. Or when we get this formation, they're usually running it to the field or they, they always run to this side. We call it a field boundary reduction. Remember, most of the offense is played on a hash. Uh, mo- very rarely do you get the ball in the middle of the field, especially in an offense like this, that's, that's always kind of going one way or the other. Now, if it is in the field, we always just said Florida is left. Baylor is right. So we had an F and a B call. Again, you can, you can tag it whatever you want. You could tag it right and left. You could tag it a, a color. It doesn't matter. We use Florida and we use Baylor. Okay, so we would have a reduction. And all that is is a single gap. And what it does is, again, it's similar to those pops, except for now it really defines where the, the, the linebackers are going. And now they can really key on that fullback because they are only dive. So if we go Florida and everybody's stepping to the left, then the Mike knows I have the B gap and I'm aggressive to the B gap. And the will knows I'm aggressive to the A gap on any kind of run. What it does though, is because we're putting somebody in the C gap, we don't need that outside linebacker to be thick. So we give a punch call. And now if we get an arc, all that is telling is the Sam linebacker or the outside linebacker has the outside shoulder of the slot and the safety would then have the inside shoulder of the slot away from the reduction. We're still playing it normal. That guy has to get to the crease. He has to get thick through. So this is where shake weight comes in, right? We, earlier we had shake weight because we had a double punch. That was a coverage check, right? That was a coverage pressure that we were changing the way that things fit for the offense on this. What we're doing now is we're only changing one side. So to the Florida side, we're calling punch. Away from the Florida side, we're just re- playing regular base. We're just giving a base check. Everybody kind of knows that it's base. So it reacts to everything. Motion doesn't change it, anything like that. Now, what, what we did tell the backers is if you get any kind of motion away from you, you need to then, you can be a full player back inside. You're the quarterback, cutback, reverse. And really we can be a little bit more aggressive in the secondary because we're reducing and there's no more numbers over that way. Now, obviously twirl motion, things like that change it. But let's say we call Florida, we're going to the left, the left slot motions back to the right. The, the secondary can be a little bit more aggressive because we know we're gapped out and we have a punch call on the other side, knowing that that Sam linebacker or that outside linebacker is a widened out a little bit and he is going to take any kind of pitch. So you can be aggressive with the secondary on this way. Baylor is just to the boundary. So again, if we're saying left and right, let's say it's in the middle of the field, Florida's left, Baylor's right. If now everybody steps to their gap right, Now the mic knows I'm in the A gap. Will knows I'm in the B gap. We've got a punch call to the boundary. We have a regular sky call to the left when we're playing this. So these are easy things that you can do 
And what we found was less is more, uh, especially when you have and you go up and you work with a really good flex bone offense on a daily basis, on a yearly basis. You find out that, hey, the the less you do and the more kind of passive pressures you can get changing who's in charge of the pitch, kind of moving guys around just by one gap or the other way. That's a lot better than wholesale. Hey, I'm just going to bring in my my NCA fire zone blitz, my America's fire zone blitz. Let's just run that two off the edge. Or hey, let, what about this corner pressure? What about this safety pressure? Let's do this movement. Let's do that movement. Let's do this line stunt over here. All of that looks great on paper until you go in against the flex bone offense and you're getting punched in the mouth and they're getting chunk yards after chunk yards after chunk yards. So really, it, breaking it down, this is what we want. We want to have some sort of coverage rotation. We want to have some sort of coverage change. So we talk about having a trap call. We talk about punch, changing the outside linebackers to pitch and the safeties now to the quarterback or the out. Okay. Then we went to pops, which is just punching them in the mouth in the A gap, right? So we get these pops. We have a mama call, wham call, you can call it Coke, Pepsi, you can call it PBJ, whatever you want. But we're punching it in the A gaps and everything kind of becomes gap solid out of that. You can run your coverage stuff behind it as well. Then we go into reductions. I want to, if I feel like I'm, they're going to hit to the field, I want everybody to move to the field. Now we now we're trying to use leverage to our to our advantage, and now we're cutting them off from the field. Or if they're hitting us in the boundary with this specific play, let's get that going. But it doesn't change the coverage aspect. It doesn't change your motion aspect. In fact, on these reductions, you can be a little bit more aggressive with the motions, uh, especially if it's away from the reduction, because you know you're gapped out. On, uh, to the reduction side. So you say your safeties can be a little bit more aggressive on the way that they, they roll each other. So again, hopefully you've gotten something out of this. Um, uh, the flex bone offense is one of those things where um, if you don't ever see it, you don't have to worry about it and it's great. And then that one week you got to see it and, and it becomes one of those things, especially at the high school level, especially at some of these higher levels uh, where, Hey, it's such an odd offense that nobody really sees it that you you literally have to 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 kind of change the way you look at things. I I will admit being in a flex bone system was one of the best things that happened to me as a defensive coach because it really opens your eyes to one not everything is about the pass, not everything is coverage first. You have to be able to fit the run and understanding option rules. Every time that I look at an offense now post working at Midlothian it's all about, okay, well, what's the option rules right here? Where's the, where even against a wing T that doesn't even run option, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, if, if I leverage over here, they're going to hit me back over here. They have this open over here. You know, you, you, you look at offense differently, even a modern offense, RPOs and, and zone reads and all that stuff. All that is, is just an expanding. They're just expanding the formations and they're changing a little bit of the, making it more of a zone structure or they're using gap scheme to move guys. And then it's just about space. So what you have to do as a defensive coach is remember, if I'm a 4-3 base, then stay in a 4-3, okay? Run, run a double G front. If you run a regular G front with a 3 and a G, you're opening yourself up for, for the trap. Pinch everything out. Make that, make that fullback bounce where you have numbers and you can come off the table with the safeties and you have your outside linebackers. If you're a 3-4, line up in a 4-0-4, get those guys heavy into the B-gaps, let that nose kind of knock back, fall back, 
kind of feel which way and fight, fight where that center's trying to go, uh, control the center and let those backers rally A to alley. And then in the secondary, I'm a big believer in too high system, especially against the option. I feel like you have the spacing. It counters the motions better. You're not necessarily trying to rock and roll and do different things like that. Like you might in a four to uh, four to five cover three system, or just kind of in a, in a uh, cover three system as well. Thank you again for joining me on the RVX show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on the pod platform that you're listening to through the Substack here at uh, match quarters Substack or on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe and support the channel. Hopefully you got something out of this series. Again, remember there's three parts to this. This is only one part. So go back to the archives and make sure that you get the other two parts if this is your first time listening. So thank you again for joining me today. Uh, If you ever have questions, make sure you hit me up on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on everything now. So make sure you look for Match Quarters everywhere where you consume your content. Thank you.